Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It is a one Wednesday. The eve of the NFL schedule release. I cannot wait. Uh, by this time tomorrow, or almost, maybe 25 hours away from uh, the official release by the NFL, 5 o'clock Eastern time, we will finally find out uh, when the Raiders play who. We know the who part. We've known that for a while now. Uh, now, tomorrow, we're going to finally find out when the how this whole play, uh, all plays out. And I can't wait to see uh, how the Raiders season maps out. So many interesting games. Two trips to Los Angeles, once to play the Rams, once to play the Chargers. Home games against the Patriots, the Cardinals, the Colts. Road trips to New Orleans, New Orleans, Nashville, Pittsburgh, Seattle. It's a great schedule. We're going to get into it on the eve of the schedule release. I want to talk about the quarterbacks that the Raiders are going to face this year. Yeah, obviously, they face some great quarterbacks in Justin Herbert, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson in their division, Matthew Stafford with the Rams. But you know... Kyler Murray with the with the Cardinals, but you when you look beyond those teams, there's an opportunity I think um, from from the Raiders' perspective, playing some teams that normally have that quarterback situation uh, locked down that don't necessarily have that situation going for themselves this year. The Saints, the Colts, Matt Ryan. I mean, okay, uh, what Matt Ryan's going to show up in Indianapolis, right? Who's going to be the quarterback in San Francisco? Trey Lance obviously is the heir apparent. Where is he in all of this? We haven't seen Trey Lance out on the out on the field. What's going on in Seattle? Uh, what's going on? Um, uh, well, Pittsburgh. Who's going to be the starting quarterback in Pittsburgh? Is it going to be Mitchell Trubisky? Are they going to go with the rookie? Either way, you got to put a question mark on the quarterback uh, situation in Pittsburgh. And there's more of those than you might think. Uh, on this Raiders schedule this year, and does that create an opportunity uh, for the Raiders playing some teams that have a little bit of uncertainty right now at the most important position on the field? Uh, got a great show for for you today. Uh, Jeff Miller from the Los Angeles Times. He covers the Chargers for the LA Times. He'll join us at 4:30 to talk Chargers, AFC West, the NFL. We're taking your calls, of course. 702-365-9200, asking the question, uh, what quarterback are you most worried about? Or, um, you know, do you feel like me? There's an opportunity here playing some teams for the Raiders uh, that, again, have a little bit of question mark uh, at at the quarterback position. Uh, Before we get into it, though, just want to let you know that this half of In the Huddle is sponsored by the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. You know, there's nothing worse than living in chronic pain with little hope. The Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas offers genuine relief from even the most severe and persistent forms of pain. Call their office today or book an appointment online to find out how you can live as pain-free a life as possible. Please call them at 702-257-7246. Okay, we're talking about the schedule. We're talking about some of the great quarterbacks that the Raiders play, and there's no doubt six of them right off the bat. Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. You just got to deal with that, uh, do the best you can, um, and it's going to be a chore. It's going to be a, a difficult road. But you know what? The Raiders also have a pretty darn good quarterback, too, in in Derek Carr and a really good football team. Uh, it's those games beyond that um, that I'm, I'm, I'm really curious about. And uh, it'll be fascinating to see when those Sundays or Thursdays or Monday nights. 
after those games are played, how it all plays out, and what quarterback level of quarterback uh, the Raiders are going to face um, outside of some obvious, really tough ones that we know all about. But here's the thing. All right, so uh, Station Casinos released their uh, all their odds for all 17 Raiders games uh, this season. All right, uh, it was in the Las Vegas Review Journal. That's where I saw it. Um, you could go check out the article if you want. Uh, and if you're a Raider fan, I would suggest that you um, you, you go in with a, a maybe a, a fair warning, I guess, or or an open mind, or don't take it too seriously. I'm, I, what, I guess what I'm saying is I'm warning you right now that you're probably not going to like what you read from Station Casinos. And they're, we, we love Station Casinos. Nothing personal, of course. They got to do their job, and they have to look at things honestly the way they look at it uh, and assess things the way they assess things, and that's just the way life works. But fair warning to Raider fans who might click on that article over at the uh, Review Journal, Vegas Nation, download the app or, or go to VegasNation.com. As I was reading this story today, Kind of shocked in a way. Remember, Station Casinos on May 11th, as of right now, things can change, obviously, and they will. But as of right now, of the Raiders' 17 games next year in the regular season, the Raiders are favored to win, wait for it, six games. They are the betting favorites right now. In six games, did I tell you that they have 17 games? What does that tell you? Well, uh, ask no further because what it, what it essentially says is, and what the facts of the matter are, the Raiders are underdogs as of right now based on Station Casino's uh, you know, odds. To, they're, they're underdogs in 10 of 17 regular season games. They are right now pick them against... Ironically enough, the New England Patriots. Remember, we'll talk about that game because I, I have a feeling the NFL is going to play that one up big time. Why not? Josh McDaniels, the four longtime assistant coach uh, with the with the Patriots, Dave Ziegler, the longtime front office executive uh, with the with the Patriots. Both of them now run the ship here in Las Vegas. Josh McDaniels, the new head coach, Dave Ziegler, the general manager. Um, so they're going to face Bill Belichick and the Patriots, a team they know all too well, and a coach that knows them all too well as well. Uh, so that's going to be a fascinating game. No big surprise, I guess, that Las Vegas, at least Station Casinos, is kind of looking at that game as we don't even know right now. We can't make heads or tails of that game, so we're just going to list that one as a pick 'em. That's where that's you know ten games that the Raiders are underdogs in, six that they're favored in, one against. That is a pick 'em. And if that's not, I don't know if, if, if bad enough is the right phrase, but we'll just go with it. If that's not bad enough, if you look at the games that the Raiders are currently listed as the underdogs in, they are eight point road underdogs to the Los Angeles Rams and, and the Kansas City Chiefs. So eight point underdogs against the world champion Rams and the uh, AFC West nemesis Kansas City Chiefs. And we're going to get into that because I'll tell you what, that Ram game, that's going to be a Raiders home game. Let's not even um, pretend like it's not going to be a Raiders home game. It's going to be a Raider-Raider home game in Los Angeles. I talked to a Rams season ticket holder yesterday, a very good friend of mine that was in Las Vegas, longtime Ram, Ram fan, staunch Ram supporter. Guess what he told me? I'm not going to that game. 
that's the one game that I'm not going to because I know what's going to happen, and I don't want to be there to see it. He knows that that stadium is going to get taken over by uh, Raiders fans, so he's he's basically you know uh, dealing himself out. He's like, I'm, I'll watch it on TV. I'm not going to be part of that. Yet, yet, the Raiders are eight-point underdogs uh, in that game. I don't like that at all. If I was a betting man, so to speak, I'm all over that game on the Raiders' end of things. But then also, they're eight-point underdogs to the Kansas City Chiefs over at Arrowhead Stadium whenever that game gets played, and we're going to find out uh, tomorrow when when exactly that will be. And then they're also six-point home underdogs also to the Chiefs. So eight-point road dogs to the Rams and Chiefs, six-point uh, road home dog to the Chiefs. I'm, look, you know, I, I don't normally get into this type of stuff. It's not my thing. I'm not a better. And I get and understand why Las Vegas does things the way they do sometimes uh, to entice people to put money one way or another. Obviously, it's a big math game for them, and they do it extremely well. Have you ever been up to Summerlin? Have you ever been out to uh, to Henderson and see some of those houses? But, yeah, people understand how this all works, and people make a lot of money off of it. And so they they, they strategically do things in a way that is going to um, accentuate their ability to make money. That's the whole name of the game. But, I mean, it just seems to me, and I let me know if I'm nuts. Let me know if I'm uh, completely off my rocker. Poke holes in it all you want. You call me at 702-365-9200. But I'm kind of looking at this like it's a slight toward the Raiders. I really am. And I'm just looking at it from my perspective. I cover the Raiders for the Las Vegas Review-Journal, so I have to kind of objectively look at things and, um, you know, do it with – in, in a fair manner and be honest about it. Not, I'm obviously don't root for anybody or any team or anything like that. But I, I look at, all right, what did the Raiders do this year, this offseason, to get better or worse? To me, they got better. We'll get into that. What did the Chiefs do? What did the Broncos do? What did, uh, you know, on and on and, and, and so forth and so on. Now, I can't sit here and say that I'm an expert on any other team. Uh, I feel like I pretty, have a pretty good handle on the rest of the NFL. But, of course, I'm going to be more, um, you know, embedded with the Raiders. I have a better understanding of the Raiders because I cover the Raiders on a daily basis. That's my job, covering them for the Review Journal, also uh, hosting the radio show in the huddle Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. So I feel like I have a pretty good handle on the Raiders. And I've never, you know, uh, teams that I've covered that are bad, I'm going to say they're bad. Or they've got a ways to go. Or they got a lot of holes on the roster. They're pretty good over in this area, but eh, not so good over here. You know, I'm, I try to be as honest as I possibly can and as frank as I possibly can. But as I cover the Raiders in the three years that I've been doing this now, I've steadily seen this franchise, this team, get better in all phases from a talent standpoint I think they've gotten better now um, in a decision-making from a decision-making standpoint, a personnel department standpoint. I have uh, my instincts tell me that they've gotten better in terms of the overall coaching. No disrespect to anybody that was here before, but I do have a pretty good feel for where they are from that perspective as well. And a lot of it is based on talking to other people in the NFL. And I'll say this. Covering professional sports, there's not a whole lot of, oh, yeah, yay, they did good, all right, yeah. 
No, trust me when I say people are completely brutally honest. Especially, you know, when you read the a source said or somebody from the NFL said, you know, when 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 you allow somebody not to to, to not put their name on it, and for obvious reasons, not everyone wants their name on something that they're going to be brutally honest about, right? It's just why would you create that kind of uh, problem for yourself, especially if you're going to say something like they are bad <laughs> or, or that quarterback uh, doesn't even belong and he wouldn't make our you know those type of things. But when you want brutal honesty. You sometimes have to make some concessions on, look, I'm not going to use your name, whatever, you know, so just give it to me straight, you know, without any ramifications to you. So you get honesty and the honesty that I'm getting in talking to people that I know from other teams in this league is that the Raiders are onto something pretty special here and they've done some made some really shrewd, intelligent moves. They've done some great things with their roster and at least from their colleagues around the league, they feel like the Raiders are, are headed in the right direction. So when I say, I think this is a slight to the Raiders, that they're favored next year in only six games. Now, things will change, no doubt about it. We're gonna, It'll probably change by tomorrow when you start figuring out when the games are going to be played, who the Raiders are going to be, who, who they're going to play prior to playing, you know, the Chiefs or one of their, uh, you know, rival opponents. The bye week, the travel, all of those things. Is it a Thursday night game? Is it a Monday night game? Are they on a short week or a long week? All of those things are going to play into what is um, almost imminent in terms of a change to some of this. But it may not change it so much that the Raiders are all of a sudden favored in a bunch more games. The, the line that that Station Casino has on these on these games may change a little bit. But I don't think it's going to be some drastic change in terms of, oh, all of a sudden, now Station Casino, as of tomorrow at 6.30 p.m., when the schedule comes out, all of a sudden the Raiders are favored to win 14 games. I don't think it's going to happen like that. Uh, But there will be some slight changes this time tomorrow. And then so on and so forth as the season goes on, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. There's injuries. Um, You know, again, not quite sure in some of these cases – who the quarterbacks are going to be for Seattle or Pittsburgh, that'll change. That's going to be, I would imagine, for some of those teams, it's going to be an evolving situation, especially, I think, for the Steelers uh, and and for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. I think there's going to be some change, not only in terms of, you know, maybe a surprise on who starts, but then will there be a revolving door at times at that position as, as, as you know, multiple people try to lay claim to it, especially in there, you know, you've got Mitchell Trubisky, but then they also drafted uh, the standout rookie from from the University of Pittsburgh, who's going to want to come in there and win that job. So there's going to be a battle for that job, and I would imagine both guys are going to play, and I think multiple guys are going to play in Seattle. The point being, things are going to change uh, as the season goes on. But as we sit here on May 11th, the day before the official schedule release. The fact that the Raiders are only favored to win six games, that tells me that Las Vegas felt like the Raiders got worse from last year. The Raiders won 10 games last year. They pushed the eventual AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals to the brink of overtime with a flawed team that has gotten better since that day. I don't see how Vegas can sit there and say, yeah, we're, mm, ah, well, yeah, yeah. They're favored to win six games, but we think that they're the underdogs in 10 and a pick them in the other. I don't see it that way. Uh, 
open-minded and you can try to convince me, you can try to argue one way or another, uh, give us a call and let us know, you know, what your thoughts are, because I definitely want to hear what Raider Nation thinks about it. Call us 702-365-9200. Let us know what you think. Uh, with that in mind, we're going to go out to the Realty One Group listener line because Lewis is in L.A. How you doing, Lewis? Hey, Vinny, I know you, I mean, I've been a Raider fan for over 40-some years. You, I mean, I know you just coming coming to Raider Nation, and we appreciate you. But let me tell you something. They, they have done us like this from, even when we had Super Bowl teams, they, they have done us like this. East Coast bias, but they just don't like the Raiders. That's just the point. That's ridiculous. For us to be only favored in six games, come on, man. We won 10 games and was a playoff team. You know, they all in love with these Chargers and Chiefs. And I understand the Chiefs. But I, the Chargers have never won a Super Bowl. Some of these teams are just Denver Broncos are overrated. Okay, you got Russell Wilson, but you need other parts to win. For them to do us like that, that's fine, though. We'd like to be the underdog because we play better as underdog teams. But that's ridiculous. Uh, Vinny, there's no way that we should be only favored in six games. I'm not saying we, we, we should be favored in 13 games, but six games is ridiculous. That's just that's just straight bias against Raider Nation. We understand it, and we've been through it before. So Raider Nation, we just, we're going to take it with a grain of salt and just keep going. But that's what they've been doing to us for the last um, 30, 40 years with the Raiders. Even when we were Super Bowl contenders with John Gruden, they still – they um uh, his first time around, uh, they were still treating us like this. So it, it doesn't matter. We just got to play our game and, and show them on the field. And uh, that's all I have to say, Vinny. I appreciate, I appreciate all your hard work too. All right, man. I appreciate the call, brother. Uh, uh, keep it coming. I uh, you're you know that, and uh, you know I I understand as well. I you know. Um, I've heard of the the Raiders bias. Uh, I, I do think that there's something uh, to be said for that. Um, I do think that also um, the Raiders have contributed to that a little bit. You know, it's been some down years. There's no doubt there's been some down years uh, with, with the Raiders. But I don't think that you can hold this crew responsible for things that happened five years ago, six years ago, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago. Uh, it has nothing to do with this particular Raider group. Uh, and when I look at this roster, yeah, is it perfect? No, of course not. I, I, I really think that the Raiders need uh, either either um, definite, without, one, without a shadow of a doubt, improvement from certain guys on the offensive line or just reinforcements. They, that has to happen. I don't think it's a, a killer. I don't think it's a season-altering situation if the Raiders don't get discernibly better along the offensive line. I think that they could still win a bunch of games with the level of offensive line that they had last year. that's That shouldn't be something that they're even considering. They should expect and hope for something much better, or at least better. And if they do, that takes this thing to a whole other level. But I think even if it stood pat, there's just too much offensive firepower um, for, for even the offensive line or just an okay offensive line to hold this thing back. So it's just it's it befuddles me. I'm a little bit curious and like weirded out on this whole thing on why Las Vegas thinks that the Raiders and the, the only conclusion that I can come up with is that they feel that the Raiders actually got worse this year or from last year to this year. And I see it the complete opposite. Now I get that they're playing a tough schedule. You got to look at the opponents, all of this and that, but. I think with the Raiders making the improvements that they are, schedule, whatever, I mean, it's just they, it, I, I'm not worried necessarily about who they're playing because I think talent-wise, they can look either. 
I with just about everyone on their schedule. I don't think there's anyone on their schedule that just, oh, my gosh, it's so better. They're so much better than the Raiders. The Raiders have no chance. I don't see it that way. Um, so, but apparently Las Vegas does, Station Casinos does, because they've got them listed as a favorite in just six games and the underdog in 10. Back out to the Realty One Group listener line, Gangster Raider is on the line. How you doing, Gangster Raider? Hey, Vinny, what's going on? How you doing, man? Oh, good, good. Hey, man, my thought was this, man. You know, what if Vegas is looking at Josh McDaniels and just thinking maybe the jury is still out on him as far as coaching-wise? You know, his first go-around in uh, Denver didn't go so well. Great offensive coordinator, but his first head coaching job didn't exactly go well. Maybe they're looking at it from that standpoint, like, hey, you know what, he has to prove it to us that he can do it at the head coaching level more so than on the offensive uh, coordinator level. I mean – no doubt about it. I'm sure that plays into it uh, to some extent, and it is. You know, I mean, uh, I give Josh McDaniels a ton of credit. Uh, I feel in words and in action, uh, he's shown that he's learned from the mistakes that he made. Uh, you know, it, it's it's almost a lifetime ago in the whole scheme of things. I think what is it, 12 years ago that he was the coach in, with the Denver Broncos? That's a long time, uh, and it's also ample time to contemplate and assess and look yourself in the mirror and and if you're honest with yourself uh, and with what happened, be able to learn from it and get better uh, as as a result of the of that. And I think that. You know, uh, in, in, in again, words and in action, I feel like Josh McDaniels has been uh, true to his word. Now, of course, the proof is in the pudding. We'll see, um, you know, when it, when it gets out on the grass and they start playing games. Uh, but some of the mistakes that he openly um, has has uh, owned owned up to as it relates to the people, um, you know, the relationships, you know, the people aspect of professional sports, any job, really. Um, and how maybe he overlooked that or took it for granted when he was, you know, a much younger man as a head coach for the first time in Denver. And then now looking back, realizing, uh, yeah, it's really actually all about relationships and all about your people skills and all about your ability to connect with people to get the most out of them in a way where there's a partnership and not just I'm slapping the hammer down on guys and making them do stuff. Uh, that's never going to work. And I think he learned that lesson the hard way, of course, but it wouldn't be the first time somebody learned that lesson. It's, it actually happens quite a bit. And so if he is better off for it, and I truly believe that he is, I think this team is going to be out, uh, better off for it. And does Las Vegas have a look at things maybe with a little bit of a skeptical eye? Perhaps. I also think, I, I, I also think that maybe they're just looking at recent history, and by recent history, I'm talking about the last decade, what the Raiders have or haven't done uh, over the years, and sort of holding that against this particular group of Raiders. I don't think that's necessarily fair, but that's how it looks to me like they're kind of assessing things, and that's something that the Raiders are going to have to prove otherwise. And it is on them, and I, I, I get the feeling that that the Raiders are, are happy to accept that responsibility um, to say, you know what, you got it wrong, and we're going to show you uh, that you got it wrong. I think they're actually eager uh, to do that. Back out to the uh, Realty One Group listener line because Vernon is in Bellflower. What's up, Vernon? Hey, what's up? This is Gangster Raider. I don't know who that last guy was, but this is Gangster Raider. All right, I thought that your voice sounded a little bit different. So, Vernon, uh, my bad, uh, uh, Vernon was before Gangster Raider, so we got Gangster Raider now. How you doing, Gangster? I'm all right. I'm doing good. You know what I'm saying? I'm anticipating this um, schedule release, 
And, you know, what I was thinking about, you know, just the away games, we get to come to L.A. twice. We get to go to New Orleans. We get to go to Pittsburgh. We get to go to Seattle, which I haven't been to. I'm looking forward to going to Seattle. Great place. had a 12th man or whatever, and we get to go to Tennessee. So this could be an epic year, you know what I'm saying, just from the games we get to go to on the road, not to mention the teams that come into the Black House. You know what I mean? And so I'm looking forward to it. And the first thing, one of the first things I always look at when the schedule come out, I always look at it, the home opener. And um, I was in my mind, I thought we was going to open up on um, Monday night against the Chargers, and I thought um, the first and the last game of the season would be against the Chargers. But I'm hearing that we're supposed to open up against Denver. Have you have you heard? heard I mean, seen any league schedules? And the second, other second thing I always look at is the bye week. I like to have a bye week toward like towards the middle of the season. And now with the 17th game being added, I think the perfect um, week to have a bye week is week nine. Either way, between week eight, nine, or ten, I had a bye week. That's why I like to have a bye week. And have you seen any um, league schedules? And do you know? Um, who we open up at home again? So do I, we open up at home? Have you have you heard anything? Uh, <laughs> um, I'll put keep it this it way. Real. Yeah, I, I, I will <laughs> keep it real. I, I'm not, I can't. You know, I I, I can't. I know, I you, know. You know what I'm saying? But here, I'll, I'll say yeah. this: there was a there was some, there was some kind of report uh, out there that the Raiders were going to open on Monday night against the Denver Broncos. I could tell you for a fact that's not happening. Um, okay. So so, cool. but I cool. do think that they're starting at home based on what I've seen. I don't know who it's going to be against or what day it's going to be. I hope it's the Chargers. I want us to start off against the Chargers and end the season against the Chargers. I, you know what though, I don't think that's how it's good. Just because of what I've seen, I don't think it's going to be the Chargers uh, either. Um, oh, really? Yeah, not to start the season, uh, unless I mean, unless unless the. Um, you know, unless something surprising happens, because uh, I, I know who they're playing in the second game of the season and where that's going to be. So I, I just don't think that up with the Chargers for the season opener, but it could be, you know, uh, uh, stranger things have happened um, and, and we'll, we'll find out. But but as far as the report and there, this is you have to really be careful on, you know, who you're looking at and what site you're looking at and all that. There's a lot of people out there right now that are just trying to you know, gain fame or whatever the case might be. And take, yes, exactly. Take some, some of that stuff uh, with a grain of salt, but certainly not uh, Broncos at home uh, to start the season. Uh, that That's not happening. Uh, but I appreciate the ga- uh, call against the Raider. And you did bring up a really good point, too, on some of those teams that you brought up, Seattle, New Orleans. You know, here's the thing. Obviously, those are notoriously difficult places to go play, right? No doubt about it. Historically, it's tough to go up to Seattle and win a football game. It is tough to go into New Orleans and win a football game. I've been to both venues. It's lights out, madhouse craziness. But who are the Seattle Seahawks lining up at quarterback this year? Who's going to be the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints? I'll tell you one thing. It ain't going to be Russell Wilson up in Seattle, and it's not Drew Brees in New Orleans either. So when you talk about the madhouse that it was to go play Seattle and New Orleans, a lot of that was also because they got great quarterback play by the guy by a, a guy by the name of Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. Not taking anybody for granted, you can't do that in the NFL. But that edge for the Saints and that edge for the Seahawks at home, between their home base and great quarterback play, no longer exists. So in a way, the Raiders kind of catch a break here, go into two really difficult venues. Because I'm not sold on either team's quarterback right now. We don't even know who the Seahawks quarterback is going to be. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Wednesday. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM.
What's going on, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 9.20 a.m. on a Wednesday. I'm asking the question, 702-365-9200. Are the Raiders getting shafted here, slighted, whatever you want to call it? Uh, Station Casinos just uh, just posted earlier, I think today or last night, uh, their odds for the Raiders' 17 games, and they're favored to win six games. They're underdogs, and it's a pick em against the New England Patriots. So... I don't know. It just seems like a lot of you know people in that world are looking at the Raiders and and kind of saying that based on on, on what they're how they're predicting how many wins they're going to get, uh, how many games they're favored in or not, that they got worse from last year. I just I don't see it that way. But who who knows? You know, and, and, and no doubt you got to go out and play the games as well. Uh, that's that's the key to all of this, and we're all anxious to find out when these games are and and uh, where they fall on the calendar and all that. And to help us, especially from the AFC West perspective uh, and the Los Angeles Chargers perspective, uh, is my good friend Jeff Miller from the Los Angeles Times. He covers the Chargers uh, down in Los Angeles. Jeff, how are you doing, my friend? Are we are you uh, bracing for uh, the, the inevitable craziness of tomorrow when the when the schedule gets released and everyone goes bananas? Yeah, it's my. I, I was just telling someone earlier today that it's probably the goofiest day of the year <laughs> to be on a beat, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the schedule comes out. Everybody's freaking out. Everybody's trying to figure out like uh, who has the easiest schedule, who has the worst schedule. Everyone's trying to figure out. Okay, they're going to win this game, lose this game, win that game. It's absolutely insanity. I mean, it's part of why the NFL is so great is people are so into it. But it is a very goofy day. Just. How, how people are so into these games and the and the order that they're going to be played in, but I, you know again that's that's why the NFL is great and why there's people are so passionate that they love it so much that it really matters to them. So yeah, it's uh, we're braced for it over here. It's going to be a it'll be a, as usual an interesting day. Yes, and that includes uh, and God love them, uh, Jeff, our editors. Um, you know uh, who are like, what do we know? And it's like, well, I mean. We know that they're going to play 17 games, and these are the team. We're just waiting on when when the games are going to be. You know, it's. But I, I I do get it from this perspective, Jeff, and maybe you know I'm sure your readers, uh, uh you know, express this as people plan their lives around these games, not just the parties that they throw, which games they're going to go to, but a lot of in a lot of cases, what road games they're going to go to. That to me is the biggest phenomena, new for newish newish phenomena. Uh, that wasn't quite the case when we were kids. When you know our dad, our, my dad would look at me and go, "Are you nuts? Go to you know New Orleans to go watch the Rams or what?" No, we're not doing that. You know, we may go to one game here. Forget going to New Orleans. But now fans literally plan vacations around going to a game or two. Is that kind of the sense that? And do you think that that adds to this craziness? Uh, totally. I think you're 100 percent right. And I'm with you. You know, as a kid, we. We maybe get a chance to go to one game a year. You'd go to a home game. You'd never go to a road game. That was, that would be insane. Uh, but yeah, that, and that just uh, you know it's, it speaks to the the league and how popular it is, and the fact that people will plan their vacations and their time off and their time away from their jobs uh, to to go watch a game. And it's I think that has a lot to do with this. Uh, I, I think it's the the two things are people just love to play the you know game of trying to figure out how many how many teams how many games a team's going to win based on the schedule how that affects it and then I think what you just said is exactly it too where people do plan their lives around around these games and they plan their holidays around these games and it, it depends if the team's going to play on Christmas it depends if they get one of the Thanksgiving games for for a lot of people that stuff really matters because it's going to affect their day-to-day life 
which is really crazy if you think about it. But again, it's you know these, these are people who are really into it and they love it and thank thank goodness for them because they're the the people that you know keep you and I in business or the people who are that into it that they follow that closely. No doubt about it. And uh, we are always thankful for that passion. And, and honestly, and I know Jeff feels the same way. Uh, we're, you know, we, we, we feel a, re- a sense of responsibility uh, to, to own a, or to, to live up to that passion and, and give you what you richly deserve because you put your heart and wallets uh, into it. And we respect that. And you can follow Jeff Miller at Jeff Miller, uh, L a T. Uh, all right, Jeff, um, I don't know if you were like me um, in the, the, that second week or so of March where my head was just spinning. And I'm like, whoa, that just happened? And what? The, the Denver Broncos did what? The Chargers? Are you kidding me? And, 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 then the, and then the Raiders joined the party, and they were making all these explosive moves. And it just seemed like it was a whirlwind for about a week, a week and a half. Um, and when we took a look at it after all the dust settled, it was like, wow, there's some teams that really got better here, including the Chargers. Um Pretty eventful offseason, to say the least, for the AFC West, right? Oh, totally. It was uh, it was it, it was one of those things where you know, it was the old uh, Yankees Red Sox thing or whatever. You know, some of those were you know one team does something, now the other team's got to do come back and do something. Or the the Yankees and the Mets, you know, in the offseason, one of them signs a free agent, so now the other the other team's got to got to make a sort of an answer, a counter move, and that's that's what it felt like uh, in, in the division. And every one of these teams, you know, you know, certainly the three teams other than the Chiefs all are 100% sure they're way better than they were. The Chiefs, you know, they lost Tyreek Hill. Obviously, they're going through some transition, but they're still the Chiefs. They still won the division of, what is it, six years in a row, and they they still have Patrick Mahomes. But, yeah, the other three teams, there's absolutely no question. I, I heard your lead in there. How are the Raiders only favored in six games? How is Crazy. that possible? Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 that that to me is is I, that's shocking uh, because I think you know Chargers, Raiders, Broncos are all sitting here today thinking we're we're definitely better than we were at the end of last season. And I think you know everybody I, I think is in agreement right now sitting here in in the middle of May that the the AFC West is is absolutely the the best division in football. You know, we'll see how the games, you know, happen and, and all that and the injuries and everything else, how it shakes out. But sitting here right now, it, there's, it doesn't seem like there's uh, any any doubt that this is the best division in football. Jeff, you know, obviously during the offseason, it's everybody's objective to want to get better or to try to get better. That's the goal. That's what these people are paid to do um, and, and, and why there's free agency uh, and the draft. So we get it. Every team is trying to get better. But as it specifically re- relates, um, let's just say the Chargers and the Raiders, um, do you think some of this also in the moves that they made, some of the blockbuster moves that they made and the money that they spent um, is also maybe indicative of sort of where they see themselves right now? Like they ha- they feel like, hey, there's an opportunity here and it's time to really capitalize and spend the necessary money uh, to take this to another level. Is there like, I guess what I'm saying is, do you feel like they both teams understand that there's a window that's wide open right now, and it's you, you got to take advantage of it? No, absolutely, and I, I can I can speak directly to the Chargers. There's no question that they they understand that, and you know, based on you know their you know their quarterback on a rookie deal, that you know it doesn't. There obviously we just saw the Rams. I mean, they won the Super Bowl. They don't have a rookie you know quarterback on a rookie deal, so there's various ways to do this, and. 
Um, the one thing it does do having a quarterback on a rookie deal like the Chargers said is it does give you more money to do other stuff. And they, then, and they did a, a bunch of other stuff. And I don't think there's any doubt that they, they feel like they've, they've got an opportunity that this is, you know, they missed the playoffs last year, as we all know, in the last play in overtime mm-hmm. there in Vegas. But, you know, there's no question in my mind that they think we, we can win the Super Bowl. And, and if you look at what the Cincinnati Bengals just did, getting to the Super Bowl, you know, sort of out of nowhere, I, I think that a lot of teams saw that and a lot of players saw that and, and just asked the, the eternal question, you know, why not us? Why, why can't that be us? And I, there's no doubt in my mind the Chargers 100% feel that, you know, why can't that be us next year? I mean, we, we were, you know, who knows? And if the Chargers, hit, you know, if that game ends up tied and the Chargers win that game, they go to the playoffs, who knows what could have happened, right? I mean, they – No you know, doubt about watching it. Watching the Bengals, you know, watching the Bengals in the Super Bowl last year and following their run a little bit like I did, that could have been the Chargers. Yep. I mean, that, that could have been the Chargers. And so, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that that's how the Chargers feel. And I'm sure the Raiders, they should feel that way. And I'm sure they do. And uh, yeah, there's these teams. I, I think they understand that this, you know, this idea of like you, it, it takes a long time to rebuild. You've really got to, uh, you know, there's all these steps you have to take. That time has gotten a lot more crunch now, and there's there's you you can improve teams so many ways. There's so many ways to do this, and if you've got the money and you're bold, I think you're seeing it with GMs all over the league now. You know, trading draft picks, trading players, trade. You see these quarterbacks moving. Stuff that nobody was doing, even you know, just two, three years ago. And now you're seeing it. You know, this offseason has just been crazy that way. Jeff, you mentioned uh, Justin Herbert, and he is on a rookie contract. It's kind of crazy when I think about Justin because it almost feels like he's been there longer than he has already. He's just met, left such an indelible mark in the two years. We're only talking about two years that he's been there. Uh, that we just, it almost feels like he's been there longer. But it is only two. He's going into year three. And we really haven't heard um, much talk yet about the payday that is imminent and looming. Um, what am I to read into that? Is he just sort of okay with where things stand right now and has a bigger picture look at things? Uh, that kind of bubbling under the uh, under the surface at all, like already? Uh, no, I, I, it is among the beat writers, I'll tell you that. <laughs> among, among the media around this team, we're all wondering. And... Uh, yeah, I think Herbert's situation, he's so level-headed and so smart, and he knows that he's going to make a ton of money here before too long. Um, they can uh, you know, they can extend him the earliest they could do it is next offseason. Right. And I, I don't know what the Chargers' plans are. I mean, obviously, you're talking about a contract that's going to alter the entire franchise for years to come. So you've, you've really got to – you know, you've got to structure this thing and you've got to get this figured out. You know, you got to think way down the road and that's way more brain power than I've got. But it, if you're the Chargers, if he has another season like he just had, why would you not extend him as soon as you can? Because then the price isn't coming down. No, no, right? not it's at all. And especially going to go up. Right. If, if so, I think so. that sorry to cut you off there, but. Uh, I think the tricky part is that Joe Burrow is going to, you know, do you want to get it done before Joe gets it done? Because once his number comes in and it's going to be, even though we're dealing with the pay, with the, with the Bengals, it's going to probably be astronomical. Um, then that just puts Justin Herbert in an even better uh, position, in a stronger position. So that's the tricky part for the Chargers. Do they want to beat anyone to the punch here on that? No, you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, they're both, uh, they were both obviously taking the same draft. So they're both, 
you know, say they both have seasons like they just had, you know, so it'd be, you know, three, you know, three for Herbert and then Burrow comes back and, and sort of validates what he did last year with another big year. Yeah. That, that's the question. It's going to be, everybody's going to be asking that question at the end of next season is who, are, are either of these guys going to get an extension? Is one of them going to go first? Is it, is it, should you wait to see what the other guy gets to, to see what you, you'll get? But, you know, it's it'll be, you know that's going to be something we'll all be writing and talking about soon enough. But I I think yeah if you're if you're the Chargers you want to try to get that thing done because it's it's only going to get more expensive and uh, yeah it, it's you know who knows where those numbers are going to come in but they're going to be giant uh, for both those guys when it, when it happens. But uh, I, you know that's going to be that'll be a topic as the season you know goes along and we get toward the end of the season if, if Herbert's playing well. We're, we're going to all be asking those questions and, and writing and speculating and talking about it, no doubt about it. Jeff, the last time we saw the Chargers was right down the road uh, at Allegiant Stadium, one of the greatest games that I've ever seen. Um, and they did everything that they could, uh, Justin Herbert included, uh, to win that game uh, offensively. Uh, but they 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 just couldn't stop conversely the Raiders, um, you know, uh, and and especially you know when it got right down to it. Uh, so there were do- obvious even watching that game that there were holes that the that the Chargers were going to have to try to close defensively. Uh, they definitely did address defense. Do you feel like they did enough defensively? You know, it feels like it, Vinny. It really does. I mean, they they. Um... Two biggest moves are the J.C. Jackson, the cornerback, and Khalil Mack, obviously an edge rusher, opposite Joey Bosa. Those are the two big moves, but they've really bolstered the interior of their line too, and they've uh, they've added. I mean, they've they've added a bunch of defensive backs here. Even as recently as this week, you know, they signed Bryce Callahan, a free agent they had been with the Broncos. So they they have really. I mean, they're much deeper. They're much better. Um, that was no question was an area of, uh, of concern. And you can imagine Brandon Staley with a, a defensive coordinator background and, and having had so much success with the Rams as a, as a coordinator, then coming here. And that, that had to just had to be so difficult for him to watch to see the struggles they had trying to stop the run, the struggles they had on third down. And then the way that, that finale against the Raiders went, you know, just they could not get a stop. It, literally the last, you know, the last series of overtime, they could not get a stop when they needed so desperately to get a stop. They couldn't do it. And that had to just, you know, you know, Staley had to lose sleep over that for who knows how many nights after. And, and they, they went about fixing it. Now the big thing, you know, it's not, this isn't fantasy football where it's just, let's collect a bunch of talent. It, it's how it's going to come together. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the two, the two things, you know, that are going to determine this are one, that they stay healthy and to how it all comes together. Because as we, as we said, every team, you know, almost every team right now thinks we're better. And you could make the argument that almost every team probably is better. But what happens is there's going to be people get hurt. That's going to get tested. It's not going to, for a lot of teams, it's not going to be good enough. And then the other thing is, is it going to come together? Is it all going to gel? Is everybody going to, you know, this, this defense is predicated a lot on communication and Staley tells us all the time, it's, you know, all 11 guys got to be doing their thing. And if one guy breaks down, the whole thing breaks down. So it's going to be dependent on, on the communication, on the fact that they can all get it together and they can all be on the same page. And if they get in a groove and get things going, there's no reason why this defense should be way improved. And we know what the offense can do. And if the, if the defense is, is much improved, like the Chargers think it is, 
it's hard to imagine this team not making the playoffs just given all the talent they've got. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Jeff, uh, take take get a little rest tonight. Uh, it's going to be a big day tomorrow. Uh, look forward to everything you guys are doing uh, over in Los Angeles, and we'll see you down uh, the road twice this year, uh, once here, obviously, in Vegas, and then uh, down there in Los Angeles. So uh, take care of yourself. Thanks for spending some time with us in the huddle. We'll, we'll talk to you down the road, my friend. I appreciate that. Thank you, and then good luck tomorrow. Have you, fun. Yeah, thanks a lot. Our thanks again to uh, Jeff Miller from the L.A. Times. Does a great job covering the Chargers, and I know that um, – uh, they're excited uh, down there in L.A. about what uh, is in store for the Chargers and the AFC West and everybody, uh, just like uh, the, the Raider fans are here in Las Vegas and elsewhere uh, for, for their team. So it's just going to be a tremendous, uh, tremendous uh, year. By the way, uh, just before we uh, we uh, get out of here for a quick break, just want to let you know it's your time uh, to buy or sell a home. And Realty One Group wants to be the ones that is a part of your story. Yes. The housing market's hectic, but it's still a great time to sell and even buy the home of your dreams. You'll need hardworking real estate professionals to get it done, however. And Realty One Group has got you covered. They know the market, they know the neighborhoods, they know the transactions, and they know they can get this done for you. Realty One Group was founded in Las Vegas, and it's been their home for more than 11 years. They've been opening doors for their clients and opening doors for real estate professionals to live better lives. They're also proud to give back to the community, donating their time and resources to make an impact. So whether you're selling or buying a home, Realty One Group has got you covered. Give them a call today, 888-461-0101. And with that, we will catch you on the other side. And I want to talk about the level of quarterbacks that the Raiders are going to face this year. It's the NFL. You can't take anybody for granted. Uh, But there's some really good ones, and then there's some uncertainty on some teams, especially on some of the road games that the Raiders are going to, road trips that the Raiders are going to take. We're going to talk about that. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila, Embajador, Raider Nation, Radio 920 AM on a Wednesday.